Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Hey, thanks for joining us for Growing in Grace. Once again, Mike Kapler, my name, along with Joel Brzezinski. Taking a few minutes here just to encourage you and give you a little boost. Maybe you're going through a rough time right now. I don't know. But we're here to encourage you and remind you about some good things that you don't always hear about in religious circles. So we're going to try and kind of step out from inside the circle, if you will, and think outside the box when it comes to religious thinking, I mean. So thanks for joining us, Joel. Good to be with you again. Yeah, I love thinking outside the box and, and getting a boost, too. And um, got, got myself I, an energy I love drink just thinking. Here. I got myself an energy drink here to give myself a boost. <laughs> you like thinking? Well, I, you know, it's it's not an easy thing for me to do. <laughs> it's a hard thing. My head hurts every time I have to think. Someone says, "Think about it," and I'm like, "Oh no, please don't." Well, don't. you know, Jesus said, "Take take no thought." Take no thought. So I, I I try to abide by that. Well, you know, we ha- in order to do this program, we got to think. So maybe if he said, "Take no thought," we probably shouldn't be doing this. Well, I don't know. I, I went to the doctor and had my brain scanned, and they couldn't find anything. <laughs> they just found a bunch of holes in mine. <laughs> it had all leaked out somewhere. <laughs> hey, uh, just want to say something uh, again about uh, a, a brand new website. Well, it's not really a brand new website. It's just a brand new URL. Well, before to get to our uh, to get to our gig cast to get to our growing and grace cast, you uh, could type in gigcast.graceroots.org well if you go to there now it's just going to redirect you to growingandgrace.org isn't that a lot easier to say than gigcast.graceroots.org I think it is so (laughs) it's just something new (laughs) growingandgrace.org that's where every last program that we've done in our six years almost six years here on Growing and Grace that's where they're all archived and again trying to uh, alleviate thinking growingandgrace.org is a lot easier to remember so if you're really desperate, well, we know people who, who have downloaded all those programs uh, on their iPods and maybe more than we think. But uh, I've had a number of people tell me that. So uh, they are there going and, back six years. And I think you'll notice if you start toward the beginning, we got a little better at this as we've moved along. I think we've just got more comfortable with it, don't you think, Yeah, Joel? I, th- I think we've gotten a lot more comfortable with it. I mean, you and I worked together a lot in, in radio before we started the podcast, but it was more behind-the-scenes stuff. We didn't really interact a whole lot on the radio. And then as we started this program, we began interacting more in this way, in this type of a setting. And, yeah, I think uh, we've become both more comfortable with it. And, uh, you know, I think we still talk about basically the same stuff. I think we've grown. You and I have both grown in our understanding of what we're talking about. doesn't mean we've arrived by any means, but I think that helps, too, as we sit here and just kind of casually chat about uh, the gospel, the good news. And as you say, hopefully... What we're saying here, as you're listening in, is just going to hopefully give you that boost, hopefully uh, encourage you in what the true gospel really is. Yeah, and I think that's right, though. I I think we we have grown, as as we've talked it out just between us, even on these podcasts. And uh, there's lots of ways you can grow, but... um so yeah, I wasn't I wasn't even just referring now that I think about it, I guess I wasn't even just referring to uh the sound of the program, but what's being said, you'll probably notice some some growth and improvement there too. But even though like Joel said, we we have continued uh, to to talk along the same lines. Um 
Righteousness, Joel. Let's let's go back to a, a basic fundamental concept of what the gospel really is, and that is the fact that you and I, as believers in Christ, are considered now righteous. A lot of times people who have been caught up in the uh, un- unfortunate circumstances of religion, a lot of people are out there trying to do things, live in such a way that they will attain to righteousness or holiness, that they will be reaching perfection as they move forward, trying to live out this Christian life, working hard at it. That, that's kind of the concept that's out there in a lot of uh, religious circles. What we're saying is that righteousness and holiness is something that this is something that you now are. You are now righteous. You are now holy. You are forgiven. You are clean. And there's lots of other attributes regarding the new identity, identity that we can get into, this new nature, we call it. But the point we want to try to make here, I think, is that you are righteous and holy, not because you are living in a way that's going to allow you to be like that, but because of what Christ has given to you through belief in him. Yeah, it's a gift. It's something that we've been given. It's it's not something that any human being could ever have earned or attained by their own works. It's something that God willingly and lovingly and, and happily and joyfully, I believe, that, that he gave us because he wanted to. He knew that it's something we could never attain to. Uh, you know, sin had entered the world and and there was nothing we could do about it, just nothing that we could do about it. The only way that we could become righteous or justified or holy or anything in order to gain our right standing with God, in order to make sure that uh, everything was right between us and God, was by a gift. It was the only way. It was by the gift of God's very own righteousness, not our own righteousness that we that we performed for him. And so that is the good news of the gospel. That's the heart of the gospel, I think. You know, Romans one seventeen, uh, you know, talks about how the gospel reveals God's very own righteousness. That's what the the gospel reveals. That's what the gospel is. It's God's very own righteousness given to man as a gift. And so that's that's something that we need to uh, constantly remind ourselves of because I think that that's what the early church understood. I think that they got it. I mean, I think that when Paul was out there and and the other apostles and and people evangelizing uh, i i think that when they were out there explaining the gospel to people they understood the difference they knew that there had been years and years and years of law years and years of people trying to establish their own righteousness by their own works and by by trying to keep the law and suddenly this gospel the good news comes along i think they saw this contrast and they got it. They understood it can only be by a gift. And now, what we have, 2,000 years later, we've got a church, uh, in many places anyway, we've got a church that is trying to establish their own righteousness when, in fact, it's already been given to them as a gift. Yeah, and, you know, <laughs> there's so many directions I want to go right now, but I guess I better go with what I was thinking about here first, Joel. And I had some other thoughts pop into my well, head. Well, I'm though. writing all, down all kinds of things as we're as we're talking here because there is a lot to say here. Well, um, last week we talked about how sometimes old covenant things get carried over, unfortunately, into our new covenant lives, and I think this this is maybe at the forefront. This issue of righteousness that it's something we've inherited, we've been born into, as you said, it's a gift. Instead of trying to uh, to live to to become righteous and holy. We've already been declared that through belief. 
I was just looking in, in Romans chapter 10, referring to the, the Jewish people under the old covenant, Paul said they were ignorant of God's righteousness, seeking to establish their own righteousness and have not submitted to the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. So you see, people under the old covenant were busy working hard, trying to establish their own righteousness. Of course, we know even from, I believe, in the book of Isaiah, where where God said that, look, your righteousness is like filthy rags to me. No matter how good you think you're going to get it, it's still going to stink to me. But that's what the Jews did under the old covenant. They tried to establish their own righteousness. They were ignorant of God's righteousness. I think, unfortunately, a lot of people still carry that over into this new covenant, even in, in their relationship with God. You know something else that kind of gets me um, a little bit uncomfortable anymore, Joel, even though it's a phrase that I think we used to use a lot, and I still hear people use it a lot today. When, when some, Sometimes we, we talk about our walk with God, mm-hmm. our walk with God. And, and I heard somebody recently say, well, are you concerned about their walk? Their walk. Their walk. And I thought, no, I'm not concerned <laughs> about their walk because I knew that their relationship with God was not dependent upon how well they walked with God. It has nothing to do with that. I almost feel like telling people, my walk with God is lousy. (laughs) That's what I feel like telling people just to try to get their attention. I stopped walking a long time ago. I should just say, God, carry me. I I I can't walk this thing. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it's him living through us, not us trying to to live it out. It's it's him living through us. Well, I like getting a you know some uh, olive oil and a bunch of vegetables and putting it in my walk. But that's <laughs> that's that's how I refer to my walk with God. But, <laughs> Funny, <laughs> but uh, I think that's there's a lot of good stuff there in what you said because it really it can't be based upon our own performance, which which a lot of people do. You know, like you said, if it became based upon me, my walk really is lousy. I am not consistent in all the things that I do and my own performance in front of God. I'm not consistent at all. I mean, not only day to day, but uh, moment to moment. I could be thinking and doing something one minute and then thinking and doing something completely the opposite uh, the next. And so if it was based upon my performance, that would just be a real lousy thing. <laughs> but God is so good because he's not made it about, he's not made it based upon our performance. You know, it as that scripture says that you read from Romans 10, they were ignorant of God's righteousness seeking to establish their own righteousness. And so what our aim here is is to help people to understand, to, to, to stop being ignorant of God's righteousness. And being ignorant of God's righteousness, if you ask somebody in the church today, they'll say that being ignorant of God's righteousness means that you're not living right. You're not living up to God's standards. But really, being ignorant of God's righteousness is trying, seeking to establish your own righteousness by what you do. we got to drop that. we got to let go of that and and move back to the the fact that we've been made righteous and justified and holy and everything all because of the gift that God has given us all because of God's very own righteousness not our own yeah and and again it's it's God reaching out to us i think in titus well let me let me let me i'm looking at another verse here while while we're while we're doing this program another <laughs> one just jumped out at me uh okay now let's go with this one first uh, titus chapter 2 uh, the grace of god that brings salvation, has appeared to all people. 
teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present age. We've referred to this verse before. The point I want to make here is it's God's grace that motivates us to live in a way that, that we should as believers. And, and I use that phrase should a little bit loosely. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that as believers in Christ with this new nature, we can now have the freedom to live this life out that resides in us, the very nature of God working through us. But it's the grace of God that motivates us that way. It's not law. It's not rules and regulations. And then then he goes on to say uh, in chapter 3 of Titus, we were once disobedient, we were deceived, we were foolish. But when the kindness and the love of God our Savior toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. So works of righteousness... Not not that which we have done, but again, as we've talked about earlier in the program, a gift that's been provided to us through birth, through belief. Well, Cap, let's talk more about this gift uh, next week here on Growing in Grace. This, this whole understanding that we've been made righteous, that we have a new nature, that we're new creations, that we've been born into this new nature. We've inherited it. Let's talk more about that next week right here on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.